0: Hey everybody, today you're going to hear of an idea that allows you to come through for your friends when they need you. You're also going to hear about the time Jonathan was raising money from a shirtless man in a barn staring down the barrel of a shotgun. So welcome to our podcast, everybody. This is The Idealist. So Jonathan, you're an entrepreneur, you have a successful franchise that you own that I'm sure you've had to raise a lot of capital for. Yep. But like take take me back before before you hit it with Chicken Cone. What what was like an early childhood experience of you having to raise money or get somebody to lend you money because there's something you wanted but you couldn't afford it? Talk to me about Talk to me about your early capital raising uh experiences.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> honestly, I used to I worked at this is a terrible story, by the way. Okay.
0: Great. My I worked favorite, my favorite kind.
1: I worked at a pharmacy. We had like in the t- small town I grew up in, we had one pharmacy, one store, one place that you could mm-hmm. work. And so I worked there and I my parents were not, didn't have any money. So like anything I wanted, I had to buy. Yep. They would buy me Lee jeans, but I was too embarrassed to wear Lee, Lee jeans. Lee jeans,
0: I remember Lee yeah. jeans. Oh <laughs> so if
1: goodness. I wanted anything more than Lee jeans, I had to use my money. If I wanted anything better than winner's choice shoes, I had to use my own money. So, and I was, I liked yeah. to look good. So at working for this pharmacy, I would take, I would fake buy things from this pharmacy. So like they had a CD player. Huh? I charged myself for the CD player because they had credit there, but it wasn't like a real credit card. It was like where you wrote the person's name down. So I charged myself for the CD player, but I left the CD player. I didn't take it home with me. But then I took cash out of the register because in my mind, it was like almost like a payday loan. (laughs) because I wasn't taking the product and then I was paying myself back. totally
0: above board your your logic really it works it It did
1: except for the manager of the store in Mm -hmm. their mind it didn't work Mm -hmm. and I ended up getting fired almost cost me playing on the basketball team because they called my parents and told them about it and it just caused this huge huge terrible of course
0: so you got fired with cause uh, got fired with cause. yes
1: then I had to go uh, my dad was a pastor of a church at the time and so I had to go in front of everybody at the church and tell them what I did. Like I had oh, to, I had to no. confess in front oh, of everyone. This just got and dark. So, Yeah. It was, it was a terrible thing. This but just
0: went from bad to worse. Cause you just, you had guilt already and now you have, shame. now you have shame. Yeah. Which is even so they worse just
1: kept heaping guilt. all that on top of me, but I had Air Jordans that I played basketball in and I wore guest jeans and I had silk shirts, unfortunately, <laughs> cause that was popular back then. So in my mind, it was worth it. Yeah,
0: man, you were, you were just, you were the man. Yeah. yeah. So when I was right out of college, I got my first job and I mean, I, f- I felt like I struck it big. I, all of a sudden I was making, I was making $30,000 a year.
1: Wow. Right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. It's big, right? Yeah.
0: So what, what does a 22 year old kid with a massive paycheck now like that. What does he do? And the first purchase I remember wanting to get, but I couldn't quite afford it was a large screen TV. Now a large screen TV back in 2004 was the giant tubes mm-hmm. that were about, about 3000 pounds. Right. Right. You remember right. those? Oh yeah. I do. But, but I thought that was like, that was the, the symbol of success. Yeah. I had finally, I had finally made it. Yeah. But I was short a little bit of money, so I, I had a friend of mine who was older. He was an attorney. I don't know how much money he was making. Maybe it was even more than me. Maybe it was even thirty five thousand right. dollars. I don't know. But he, uh, he, he, he spotted me. I think like, like five hundred dollars. Because okay. remember TVs back then. Oh yeah. We're not like TVs now. No, no, no. It no, was no, like no. a two thousand dollar purchase. Yeah. Right for a big screen TV. And looking back on that, I'm like, what what, what? what was I doing? Yeah, you know, what was I doing? Yeah. spending two thousand dollars on a giant TV yeah. right out of college. But so, Jonathan, tell me about early stages of Chicken Cone. What did it look like to to raise capital there? Give me give me a story. I'm sure you've got a bunch of stories. Give me one that stands out.
1: Yeah. Well. I knew I didn't want to go down the same path I went through in high school. Sure. So it needed to be a little bit different. So I needed somebody to actually spot me money in Uh this case, not, you know, me find it inside of a store illegally. So we were getting ready to do this Christmas market, a winter village, and we couldn't afford it. It was, it was amazing miracles that we even got into this. Where was it at? Is New York city. It was in Bryant park and it was called the winter village by bank of America. Okay. And so we needed $25,000 to get into this event. And then we were going to need more money, you know, to build out and buy the capital, buy the food product and all that kind of stuff. And so I left knowing we had to be in this event, but I had no idea where we were going to come up with the money for it. So I was talking to some friends and a guy told me that his mom was dating this guy who had a lot of money Uh and he liked to do little loans and all this kind of stuff. So he talked to him and the guy said, sure, he would do it. Gave us the address, told us to bring the titles to our cars, myself and Josh, my business partner. He said, I want the titles to your cars. Come meet me. And so he gave me the address and we're driving through the back roads of New Jersey and everybody thinks New Jersey is like city, Uh but New Jersey is wild. Oh yeah. Like bears, no limit on the amount of deer you can kill. Right, so you're like, off the
0: beaten. You're off it, the beaten path. Yes. Yep. This
1: is this is. It's the reason it's called the Garden State. So we're driving along and, and we pull up to where the address is and there's no house there. It's just this dilapidated barn. Okay. And I was like, "Is this it?" And we pull in and I pull my car in and Josh pulls his car in and both our cars are like 15 years old at this time. So we walk into, we open the doors of this barn, and there's a guy sitting behind. You know those giant spools that people use for like electrical company, yeah, companies, yeah, of course, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had two of those spools sitting there that was like his desk. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can find those on Wayfair. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he. I don't think he found his on Wayfair. <laughs> I think he found his on the side of the road. And then he was in this on this couch that was like torn up and old and junky. That I'm sure he yeah. got that for free as well. And that's where he was sitting and he, and he was wearing overalls, no shirt. He was a big, big guy. Overalls, no
0: shirt, just
1: stereotypical, big guy, not Mm -hmm. tall, big. Uh, he had a shotgun laying across his lap and so we walk in and we were talking to him and he was not a fun guy, not a cool guy, not an accepting guy, not a welcoming guy. And I remember him talking through everything and he, he stopped it at one point and he said, let me tell you something. I'm a man of means, but I'm an unreasonable man. (laughs) If you're one day late, I'm going to take your cars. If you're two days late, I'm going to hurt you. And you just better hope you're not three days late.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Then I didn't realize, but there was an envelope sitting on the spool. He put his shotgun barrel on the envelope, pushed it across the spool to me. I didn't even make eye contact with Josh. I could hear Josh breathing back here. And he's, and the guy says, here's the check if you want it. And I reached out, pulled it as hard as I could out from under that shotgun. I said, thanks, we'll see you. And turned around and left. And as we were walking to our cars, Josh was like, do you think he's going to kill us? And I was like, I have no idea, but I, I know we're going to lose our cars in this transaction.
0: Oh man. Did you lose your cars in no, this transaction? No, 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 no. Did we, you lose any, uh, any faculties Did bo- nope. any bones we, broken?
1: No, nah, we started in the market and it went fantastic and we were able to pay him off and everything was fine.
0: I, I can't believe it. I, I know your, your tolerance for risk must be pretty <sighs> high. Beca- okay. I just got to keep going with this though. You go home, you tell your wife no, this but, story. Of course not. <laughs> what are you talking okay, about? No. Okay. Okay.
1: No, I'm assuming I, she knows this story now, by now yes, on the yes, side of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just can't imagine having that conversation I, even, after, with everything my okay. even yeah. after everything was okay. Even after
1: everything was okay, the guy ended up killing himself, okay? Oh, after we gosh. paid him back. And oh, that's man. when I told my wife about what happened because she's like, "How do you know this random guy?" And that's
0: Oh, so you when knew you were her. safe yeah. at that point. <laughs> oh oh yeah. my gosh. Incredible yeah. story. Okay, did not know we were going that direction. Um I I know though you have uh, an idea yeah about this whole idea of spotting of of lending uh, money to others, so go ahead go ahead and share your idea and let's let 's walk it through
1: okay, so my idea is called spot me, okay It is microtransactions where peers can loan you money, so say you're a kid, you 're in line. You're really, really, really wanting to get a Wii or mm-hmm. PS six or whatever it is. You have two hundred bucks, but you need two hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. So you can throw it out there to all of your social media network and say, Hey, can anybody spot me fifty bucks? And then this guy can say, I can, here's five, and this person, hey, here's five, blah, blah, blah. blah and work your way up to being spotted the amount of money that you need to make the purchase. Very small transactional yep. loans, low interest rate. Yep. Uh, easy returns, all of that kind of stuff. That's, that is the simple part of the idea of SpotMe.
0: So if you had to answer the question, you know, what is, what's the problem that SpotMe is solving? How would you concisely kind of put that together? Yeah. It keeps kids from stealing from a pharmacy. I think it's it. it. I like it, or or it keeps kids, you know, from stumbling into a barn with a guy. Yeah, with a shotgun you know? because it's because yeah. it's digital, right? right? So there's no there's no personal yeah. no. I personal think it's touch.
1: I think it's that thing of 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 allowing people to loan other people money, and um, without like without it becoming. I'm going to take a time out for just a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I'm I'm going to tell you this really quick. Okay. okay. When I was 19 years old,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my friend Todd and I, um, were, I went to Todd's house for, I had been in college and I came to his house and it was for, he was having this new year's Eve party Okay, and we're at his new year's Eve party. And he's like, Hey, you know, David Tooley or Micah Tooley. I don't even remember the name. Josiah too. He's like, do you know, Josiah Tooley? And I was like, kind of, I kind of know him. And he's like, I loaned him six bucks in line so he could buy his mom a Christmas present. Mm -hmm. And he never paid me back. And I was like, okay. And he's like, we should call him and demand to get the money back. And I was like, sure. So we start calling him and it's like 11 o'clock at night or midnight or something like that. We just keep calling him and calling him and getting on the phone and saying, I want my money back. I want my money back. And, you know, like you owe me, you owe me, you owe me. Then there's a knock on a door and I was like the only sober person at this party. Mm-hmm. So I would be the one that, cause we we're all underage. So I answered it and it's the sheriff and his name's uh, Chuck Waltney, who I knew because I was friends with his son. And he was like, were you on the phone? Just, or no, he goes, Jonathan, you want to go for a drive with me? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I just want to talk to you about school and stuff like that. And I was like, sure. So I go and I get in this cop car strange, and we're going for this drive and he's asking me about my girlfriend and all these questions. And we pull up to the police station and he says, were you on the phone just a few minutes ago? And I was like, "Oh,
0: got, got me."
1: Yeah. And he's like, "You're under arrest for harassment." And he arrested me on what? New Year's Eve. Then he went back and arrested Todd what? as well. So we both got arrested on New Year's Eve for harassing.:
0: What's Julie. Yeah, but, but what's with like you know what I hate about that story? It's like it's like taking you along for a ride, a journey and yeah. being nice to you, like oh. the winsome arrest. Well, you don't got to do that. No, it, if you're going to arrest me, just say, Hey, this is not what you expected. I know, I know you. This is a bad moment in your life, but you're don't take me on a car ride and ask me about my significant other. <laughs> I I don't appreciate that at all. Oh, me,
1: I'm either. really upset right now. Me either. And then my dad's getting a call, and, the, and it was a Saturday night too. It was a, it was a New Year's Eve party on yeah. Saturday night, so he's preaching Sunday morning and he's getting a phone call. That he's going to have to bail me out of jail, and he's like, "What?" It was just, it was, it was a disaster. So anyway, like as we were talking about this, yeah, I remembered that story. Like, what problem does it solve? Josiah Tooley's not having to ask Todd Cowens for <laughs> ten bucks in line to buy his mom a Christmas gift. He's throwing it out to the ether. They're sending him the money, and no one's going to jail. And next no day. one's
0: going to jail in a couple and, of weeks. And, yeah, in in that way, it makes the world a better place. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. Now, where did you get the idea? I know that that connection just came to you, but where did you get, where'd you get the original idea for?
1: Spot me. Uh, Just my son always asking me for money to buy video games. Okay. And him lending his friends money to buy video games. You wanted to make some simple interest on, on
0: on your son. (laughs) That's it all the time. Yeah.
1: Taking advantage of kids. Like that's part of being a parent, right? (laughs) No, but, and him too, like him borrowing money from me. Then giving it to a friend so they could both end up getting a game. Yeah, like, I should get something out of that, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah great, great, great. So, I think um, if we kind of work through these categories, the first category we talk about is like gut reaction. Yeah. So I'm going to give you my gut reaction. I've heard it. You've drawn it out for me. My gut reaction is, um, I like it. Like I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic, but a little cautious on some things. Yeah. Um, I think where I'm optimistic is I feel like this is something that doesn't exist. And when you hear it, you go, well, yeah, why doesn't that exist? Yeah, exactly. You know, why, why couldn't I throw it out to my friends who know me, who trust me and say, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Here's how much money I need. Does anybody want to spot me? We do that already, but we're not doing it digitally. Right. right. Yeah. So that's where I'm like super optimistic. My cautious side is related to regulation, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, this is this opens up, you know, a whole other, you know, host of of ways for this to go wrong. Right. So, um I don't know. Do you do you have any responses to that gut reaction? I mean, do, it's, do you differ? Do you want to do you want to defend that gut reaction?
1: I would say I think it's a great idea. Yeah, that's my gut reaction yeah. to my idea. Um, I think that there are a ton of regulations that would have to be thought through. I don't I don't know if there's differences if if it's under ten dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, like loans, all that kind of stuff. I don't know exactly how that works. I don't know if you can really charge interest or do you charge like a fee? Mm-hmm. So like if it's 50 bucks, it gets a $5 fee. If it's a hundred bucks, it gets a $10 Correct. fee and and you work it out in, in a scale like that. So it's not um, the same. Uh, I think that you would probably have really tight limits on how much people can get spotted, how many spot me's they can have out. You know, you can only be spotted three times in a mm-hmm. certain period without having them paid back. Like, yeah. Protection and things like that. I, I also wonder if you could build in some sort of like um teaching the power of accessing capital, borrowing money, like mm-hmm. how powerful that can be in life and if there's a way that you can educate kids in that too. Because I think borrowing money is an extremely important part of building businesses and things like that. And I, I was brought up to never borrow money, you know, like you yep. don't, you don't borrow it. And that's why I've always used alternative ways of finding money yeah. rather than like understanding how to actually do it through the proper channels. And maybe this would also help in that education of teaching kids. Okay. This is, this is the proper way to get capital. So, yeah.
0: So one of our categories each time is, uh, yeah, buts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I hear you, but, and I think my, my biggest, but is predatory lending practices. Can we talk about that for a second? Like that's the big alarm bell going off in my mind. Like what, what separates this from, you know, the payday lending practices, which you and I, you know, both think are bad for human flourishing, prey on the poor and the oppressed and the marginalized. How does, how does this not become that? So I think the
1: social component to it keeps it within your friend network so it's not just some random dude that that jumps in and is like i'm gonna loan this kid 10 bucks and then i'm gonna make a dollar you know like but it's it's making sure that it's inside of your network um i think that would be the first thing okay but when you said the word predatory i mean it opens up all kinds of other doors too like i have yeah butts to this as well Is like yeah. what's to keep like an actual predator from <laughs> from being in there and being like, hey, you don't have to pay me back, just send me a picture, you know, those kinds of things. Like ha- that, like C- all correct. of that is gonna take a lot of, would take a lot of, of monitoring and, and those kinds of things. And who knows, like, it, it may be that the number one user of this isn't actually a 14-year-old kid wanting to buy something. It's a 25-year-old who just, you know, doesn't quite make enough money each, each week to, he's standing in line at Taco Bell and he needs a little more. He's getting ready to go on yeah. a date, he needs a little more. Maybe even it opens into, I'm trying to get a a down payment, my first last month's rent on this apartment and I need a little more, you know, I I just need a little help. And so I could see it opening up into those kinds of things too. And I think this, but going back to it, I think the social component is the most important part of it. So
0: to clarify, spot me is for friend groups only. Yeah. It's not, Hey, I've got a hundred thousand dollars. I'm looking to um, get a return on it. I'm going to go on the spot me app. Right. And I'm going to find people who need a hundred bucks here, 400 bucks here. Nope. And that's not what this is for.
1: It's social micro lending. Yeah.
0: Social micro lending. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, that does mitigate, you know, some of the concerns, right? Yeah. Um, one of the categories we talk about each time too is monetization. So you've mentioned a couple ways, but can you just, again, walk through in your head to us? How do you, how does this, who makes money here? And, and how is it made?
1: I think the lender and then SpotMe. me, spot me makes money on each transaction that happens, whatever that it would be set at just like Venmo. I know it doesn't make money on the transaction, like me wiring you the money. It makes money when I go to deposit and I want that deposit instantly. So it could be something like that, but I think it, it makes money on the transaction. And then the lender also makes money on the transaction. And I do think it's much better to have a set payback fee amount rather than correct an interest rate.
0: Correct. Okay. And w- w- have you thought through the limits yet? Like how, how much, uh, these loans not over a thousand bucks are they not? Over yeah, I don't
1: $1. think over, I, I, w- I would think they would start out like under 500. Like maybe when you start out, you, you get, you only have a certain amount that you can borrow a hundred bucks. And then if that's paid back on time or correctly, then it rises to 250 500, but never really over a thousand. Like what it.
0: What do you think happens when somebody, you know, defaults on their on their micro loan to a, to a peer? What What's that dynamic like, Jonathan? I just spotted you two hundred dollars. Yeah. to make your rent payment. Yeah, you know, um, and you can't pay me back. Yeah. Which will happen. Right. 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 Which will happen. These are unsecured loans, right? I'm assuming that these are not, these are not backed. These are not secured by any assets. So how does the default process work?
1: So I think the first thing that happens is a text message would go to me that says, I'm a man of means, but I'm an unreasonable (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think uh, that guy's going to be the mascot of spot me. It's going to be a a shirtless guy. With overalls and a shotgun on his lap, yeah, and that's gonna that's
1: So anytime you don't pay your loan, that guy pops up, right? Right, got it. And and then when the money gets sent to you, it's it's this barrel of a gun pushing a check. Do you remember his name across. by chance? What was I his actually name? don't remember you don't? his name. No, you don't. Okay. No. I, I I could text Josh and he would be able to tell me. His I feel name, like but... he belongs in the origin yeah. story. Yeah. I feel
0: like he, there's an avatar.
1: I wish his last name was Spot. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> Ray Spot. Yeah. Um, so no, I think that, I think the process to that would be, um, similar to if, if you like I've sent Venmo before and I have like these two accounts and I'll flip between them and, and sometimes I've send it out of the wrong account. And so yep. Venmo still gets their money somehow, yep. even if I don't have the money in there. And I think it would be some sort of ACH thing that happens like that, that you would give access to, to your bank account. So when the money gets lended to you, money is ACH.
0: What about, what about on the peer side, you know, you and I are lending money to each other. One of us defaults. I mean, do we get, you know, like Uber has their ratings, the Uber rating. Yeah. You know, what's oh, your yeah, for rating? Sure. You could rate people. We, we, we could rate people. Yeah, slow
1: payback. Yeah.
0: Slow. This guy's slow. This guy's a deadbeat. He yeah. doesn't pay. He doesn't pay
1: back. Quits communicating.
0: Yeah. But that would actually, I think, work well in the system because if you've got, it's like on, you know, Airbnb, you've got yeah. the reviews. And there's a trust level that gets established. Oh, that, yeah, for sure. It makes you want to lend lend money to them.
1: And I think people care more about their rating than they do about being in default or Correct. having poor credit. Because no one else sees your credit, you know, except yeah. a lender. But in this situation, yeah, I could see their rating being far. That's a great idea. Their rating's do, far more valuable. Do you think valuable. for the
0: person who's lending the money, this is about helping a friend or this is about, I can make a little extra money doing this?
1: I think it's mostly about helping a friend.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's the way I view it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's loaning a friend money that we could do anyway, but now we actually see their need, because they may be afraid. Like, I I could picture myself as an 18 year old. I'm not gonna I might ask my buddy, but I'm I'm not gonna know which buddy. I'm not gonna ask ten buddies, you know, like, hey, could you loan me fifty bucks? Could you loan me fifty bucks? But if I throw it out there, it's harmless. I'm not directly asking Brad. You know, but Brad sees it and he's like, I'll give Jonathan 50 bucks. I got 50 bucks to cover you there. So I think that has a, that has a big part of it, but it's taking what can happen in the real world, putting it digital and putting some like tracking mechanisms behind it. It's making it feel a little more official.
0: Yeah. I could see myself charging interest if I'm lending to somebody I don't know, Mm -hmm. but see myself charging no interest to a friend. Hey, just pay me back.
1: Yeah. And maybe there's that option in there even, you know, like you could, you could forgive, maybe there's an option in there to forgive it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. What do you, so just to tease this out even more, what do you think about the idea of spot me to strangers? Do you think it totally falls apart? It's, it opens itself up to too many, um, vulnerabilities. Um, but if I had, let's say I got $5,000, I want to make, you know, 10, 15% on it. Um, is this a way, is this a way to do it? I think
1: in my mind it depends on who's running this company. Okay. If if, if I were the CEO of this company, I would be like, no, no, yeah. I, I don't want to get into that, yeah. that. Headache. You don't want to go there. Right. If Bank of America is running this company, then they're like, oh yeah, we're we want to get into that game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. All right. So each time, one of the categories we do towards the end is uh is rating. So we're going to rate this, um, Jonathan, you're going to give me, I'm actually going to be the one to rate it because you gave the idea, but you have to define for me what the rating system is this time. So give me the spectrum best to worst and I'll, I'll rate it.
1: Okay. So taking money, this, it's a scale of between taking money from a guy in an alley. Okay. Uh, with a bat
0: With a bat. Okay.
1: A lot of tattoos i have tattoos so i'm not saying anything about uh-huh. tattoos a lot of tattoos neck face yeah those area yeah. tattoos hey, Wait, um, is the
0: alley uh, light or dark
1: it's a dark it's, alley. okay got it got of course it, got it's it. a dark alley. That
0: well that just, and that he helped.
1: hands you the money in a brown paper bag
0: oh okay. okay i'm there
1: so that's one side of the scale the other side of the scale is your rich uncle who never had any kids and um worked his whole life really hard, neglected family, and is now trying to pay back all of his Mm. relatives. And he's like, oh, you need some money, Brad? Here you go, buddy. Mm.
0: Got it. Okay. I feel like this is definitely on the latter side of, of of the spectrum. I think this is on the good side. This is not on the bad side. This is on the good side. Um, Especially if we're talking about peers, we're talking about friends, helping friends. I I like that. What you just described is maybe even, a different thing, which is family helping yeah. family, but I, I put this pretty high, you know, um, uh, on the spectrum. I like the idea. I think, I think it should exist. Yeah, and it doesn't exist. And when you shared the idea, I thought, why didn't I think of that?
1: Yeah. So, that's good. Maybe that should have been the scale. On the scale of why, did why didn't I-, I think of that? <laughs> to why did you think of that? Where would you put this?
0: I'm sure we'll have, as the podcast goes on, plenty of those opportunities to say, why did you think of that? Kind of warped mind thought of that. Well, Jonathan, thanks. Um, I'm excited to see if somebody runs with it. Awesome.
1: Me too. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. We'd love it if you would like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. Know we've got a growing list of ideas, so we'll be back next time to share more with you. If you have an idea you'd like to share, head over to idealistpodcast.com and record your pitch right there on our site. We just may share it and pick it apart on an upcoming episode. So until next time, thanks again for joining The Idealist.